Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. And I'm Chuck. And what are we talking about today, Chuck? I think The Chosen. The Chosen? After, after what, three weeks? Like a month. Like straight up a month. It's And we get another one soon coming up. Yeah, so it'll come up in a couple weeks. Right. So... Yep, we're going to stick to our normal schedule here, so every other week we will do a Chosen episode. Granted, they if they have an episode for us to talk about, but we are talking about... Oh, geez, which episode is this? Is this the sixth episode? Yes, there's yes. only after this one, there's only two left. Well, yep, that's what they say. Uh, Unlawful is what they titled this one. So what, uh, what's, your, uh, what's your take on this episode, Chuck? <laughs> I, I'm honestly... It was not what I was expecting at all. Okay. But I loved it. What were you expecting? Honestly, I was expecting more, more follow up with what's going on with Mary. Okay. Uh, I know they did quite a bit, but I was expecting more. I was okay. I was thinking the the whole thing was going to kind of lean towards that direction, and it did for a little bit. But then there was other parts that it went to as well with the rest of the disciples. Hmm. Um. And I thought, like, because, you know, as we go into it, they search for Mary and all this stuff, um, which that part just seemed a little too easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, literally just, oh. There she there is. There she is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I figured they're going to go more into that. But other than that, when they... Jesus is just better and better every episode. His... He's straightforward. He's sarcastic. He doesn't care. And you almost get that hint of him like, I'm, like with the Pharisees. He's just like, I'm done caring. <laughs> right. Like, I'm oh, done. In this episode, yeah, totally. And there's a reason for it. Because he's like, let's stir up more water. Let's stir the waters even more than we did last time. Well, I mean, it also comes down to how he feels about what's going on with JTB, you know. So... He's just, he's just kind of done. Well, that's um, true because, you know, because they did talk about him in the middle of this and how he was arrested. I wonder if they're going to go back and revisit him at the end of his life. I hope they do. I mean, the way that they they brought him in again in that other episode earlier, in this one, uh, the spirit episode, I mean, come on. I mean, it, it was awesome. I want to see him again, and even if it's just a send-off, I'll take it. Right. I mean, it's not like they're going to change. <laughs> this isn't like a Tarantino film where they can just change history because they feel like it, where Hitler dies in a movie theater fire. You know, like, wait, that didn't happen, did it? Like, I, <laughs> when I saw that movie, I was like, wait a minute. Wait. Like, I, I know I'm not like a real history buff, but I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. <laughs> Wasn't that Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so anyway, let's talk about this episode. Um of the chosen. But before we do that, what did you think about the episode? Yeah, that's what I'm getting back to. Um I loved it. I mean, every part of it I loved, you know, there were parts I teared up and um just I mean huh. Sorry, this is my second podcast of the day, so I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm saying the same things, but in reality, the chosen has not I mean, there was did I say there was like one stinker episode at one point? Maybe there was one that just didn't really stick out that much. No, you mean no. you've had you've had you've mentioned scenes. Yeah. Like for me that one scene. But other than that, you've liked almost every episode so far. Yeah, it's hard for me to say anything. So for me, like I'm going into it and I have an expectation 
that it is always met. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, so if I go into a, like, if I go into a movie and I'm surprised by something or excited by something, I like that. Right. I went into this with the expectation and it was totally met. So I'm I'm content with it. I could also just be really tired right now. My 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 feelings about things are very circumstantial based on my mood and how much sleep I've had and what my diet was like for the day. So, uh, maybe not enough fiber. I, I, no, actually not. I started <laughs> keto again today. I have I did not get enough fiber. <laughs> I just had some popcorn. Ooh. Anyway, Ooh, I, it smelled I, like popcorn down here. Yeah, it did. Anyway. Let's talk about the chosen episode here. So, I mean, basically, this starts off interesting. What's it? Uh, in Israel, uh, like ten thousand eight BC. Okay, all right. So, I mean, we know that David was around. We see David. We get to see David. Look at that, right? Right. Um. So, there's was it ten thousand eight. That's what I thought it said. It was like ten thousand eight BC. I think it was one thousand eight. Oh yeah, one thousand eight. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> I'm looking at them like, that seems like, is that a B? No, that's an eight. Okay. <laughs> I'm also looking at this from a, from a distance here. My eyes are funky today. I couldn't even read a small thing that was written on a thing of makeup. My wife was like, can you read this? Is there a color? I'm like, there's numbers. Anyway. <laughs> I, have... I apologize in advance for any of our... Uh, tonight because yeah. we are both quite tired. Yeah, it's been a long day, and yeah, you had to watch my kids. Well, actually, you just you just put Ice Age on and probably just hung out, right? Oh my, they were the they, easy, probably, they, they probably were so didn't easy. Move at they all. Were, I put <laughs> the first Ice Age on. They came in the middle of that one, and I started another one, and they were just like, "Ooh, pretty <laughs> colors." But you know what? It, the second one I've never seen before. The one we put on it was Collision Course. Oh yeah. You know how they have the uh, the squirrel the the squirrel yeah. that always chases the mm-hmm. acorn that mm-hmm. can never get it. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, he's my favorite part. Uh, Scrat. I think they yeah. call him. Yeah. In this one, he's in a a UFO spaceship. <laughs> yeah, I saw that when I walked in. <laughs> and first, he turns off the gravity, mm-hmm. anti gravity. So he's floating around trying to get it, and all of a sudden, he turns on, like. He turns the gravity way up. So he's like <laughs> suctioned to the floor. And then you see the acorn. It's like quadrupled in weight. So the acorn's like rolling over him and squishing him and flattening. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I digress. Back to the Chosen. No, what, what's good about that is they found a way to work in a Saturday morning cartoon into an animated film. Right. Because that's what he is. I mean, he's he's just like the uh, Wile E. Coyote. Yeah, he was know? supposed to be a short in the first one. Yeah, and that was it. That was that was all it was. And I, I think it got more attention than the actual movie, mm-hmm. so they kept on adding it. Well, that's what they they use that, that as the trailer. Movies. They use that as the trailer for the movie for like the first movie. I remember that the whole thing with like he pushes the acorn into the thing, and all of a sudden like an entire like glacier just splits in half, and he's like, uh oh, right. and you know like everything. And yeah, anyway. I, I could go off on how funny Scrat is, but um, I could also talk about The Chosen. So Let's do that. So, we're back in 1008 BC, and we see Ahimelech there, who's basically um, getting things prepared, you know, get the uh, the bread of the presents or whatever down and give that to the priests so they can put the new bread out there. And um, Abiathar is questioning him, you know, all these questions, why do we do this? This doesn't make any sense, but why wouldn't you just do this? Why wouldn't you do that? And he's like, oh, well, you have to make sure that um, 
one line there's like you know you didn't lay with your wife that night and he goes but you lay with your wife you lay with your your wife all the time and he goes eh, that's that's a that's a conversation for another time <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was really well kids, executed i love it when young kids <clears throat> ask questions and you're like how do i divert this one how do i avoid this conversation yeah we're not there yet but it's just i, I like the fact that it was in the chosen Right. You know, it was just like, eh, we're not quite there yet. We'll talk later. Um, but then David arrives and basically needs food for he and his army, right? For he and his men. And um, he's like, I can't just give you this food. He goes, dude, like, come on. You know what I'm, you know what's going on here? Give me some food. Give us some bread. Give us whatever you can. So he gives him all the bread. And he goes off in well, the, the thing. old bread. Yeah, the old bread. And he's, he said, he basically says, life is more sacred than bread. You know, and he's like, okay. And then Ahimelech's just like, well, you know, you're on to, you're going to be going on to some pretty amazing big things, right? And he's like, oh, nothing's bigger than that giant. And he goes, yeah, well, <laughs> you're going to see some pretty exciting things. Like, you're going to be leading whatever, right. you know? And it's just like, it, it was a cool little start to see a little bit of David there. Right. And it wasn't just irrelevant because we, it gets into that which Jesus brings up again later on when he's at the um, the synagogue and they're yelling at him for eating on a Sabbath or, you know, for uh, harvesting on a, on the Sabbath. It's like, dude, just shush. Quote, unquote, harvesting. <laughs> yeah. And I love, he, he does it on purpose, too. Oh, of I course he does. Fantastic. Well, it's so fantastic. Yeah, at that point, he just kind of like, you know what? <clears throat> you may. <laughs> but, okay. We go through this and we get up to <laughs> my favorite part. Simon wakes up. And, you know, to, to find Matthew, who's, like, planning. So he's looking around. He prays and everything. And Matthew's response, like, doesn't look up from what he's doing. It's like, are you hungry? <laughs> he just hands him eggs. No, he's like, are you hungry? And he's like, what? And he goes over there to see him. And he's just like, hey, what's all over? Like, what are you? what's up with your clothes? Apparently, Matthew didn't clean the hay or change the hay out. So he just slept in, like, Dung. poop. Yeah, he slept in poop, and, and his reaction—he's like, he's like ripping his his jacket yeah, off. He pulls he's it up, flipping like, oh. out. But I, I also have to say the fact that it, like when I first saw it on him and he didn't realize it, it made me think of a couple of things. One, Matthew's like not the same Matthew he was when we first met him because he would have noticed that a lot sooner. Right, wouldn't have done something so careless. It would have been smarter about it. But he's clearly on a mission. And he's following the Lord, so he's his mind is on other things altogether. Never mind the fact that you know we clearly see that he's got a thing here for Mary. But anyway, they're going over it. And, you think so? Uh, yeah. I think so. You think so? I think that Matthew has a thing for Mary. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. That's the whole point of this of his like every interaction he has with anybody in this episode. Because like he's got a crush on Mary. I didn't pick up on that. Let's talk more about it, and we'll talk specifics. Okay. Let's, let's, um, but yeah, let's, um, let's, let's 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 do this. Um, so Simon's just like, oh, you said something about breakfast. And he's like, oh, you said you made breakfast. He goes, no, I asked if you were hungry. <laughs> so go ahead. You know how to make eggs, right? Make some eggs. <laughs> and he just hands him a few eggs. He does. Just cook it over the fire over there. Yeah, he's like... Make him however you want. Yeah, do it whatever you... Like, it's it's so funny. Like, it was funny to see Simon react to Matthew in this. Because he was actually being quite civil. With like, Matthew. With Matthew, like, the entire time. And I'm like, okay. But you also see him, like... 
kind of appreciating who Matthew is or at least being like, okay, he's, you know. Well, also later on, Matthew actually admits to what. Yes, we get there and it's, it's amazing. So, but, I mean, um, and, and, and Simon, and I think what allowed, you know, before we even get to that point, what's a, what, what kind of allowed it from my perspective is for the first time, you see interactions between Simon and Matthew where Simon's not ripping apart Matthew. Right. So he's not defending himself. So he doesn't have, he's not sitting there defending himself. He actually has the opportunity to be open about what's going on in his life. Right. So, I mean, so right here in the beginning, <clears throat> as, as they're going through it, you can see that he's just like, Hey, whatever. So he's like, I'll plan this. You help me plan this. And we'll come up with a plan while you're cooking those eggs. I'll do this and whatever. Um, so they start talking. He's like, Oh, so I went over to the synagogue and asked if they saw if they found Mary there. And they're like, Oh, and at this point, I feel like Simon already knew, you know, had a suspicion. He's like, how'd you describe her? He's like, well, um, how would you describe her? He's like, black hair. He goes, yes, long black hair. So immediately, Matthew uh, says, don't just say black hair. It's long black hair. Like, yeah, but he, is that because he likes her or because he's just uh, yes. Matthew? Oh, no, it's because he likes her. So he's describing her in great de detail. He clearly likes her. And the, the last thing he says is unusually pleasant to look at. Come on. And as he's saying that, you see you see Simon go, okay, I get it. You got a thing for her. Okay, that's cool. And and he's like... But yeah, yeah. Thomas thinks he has a, he has a thing for... Rama, which, right. which is exactly why it makes total sense because he was he was saying, "Have you noticed that Mary always does this when she gets frustrated?" You know that was in the other episode, and it's like, yeah, it all makes sense. He clearly has a thing for her, so I'm surprised hmm. you missed that. It's it was they were laying it on super thick, especially with the with, with the way that Simon was responding to I him took here. It just, I took I honestly, then they did a really good job because I literally take it i took it as it's matthew just being matthew because he's mm. very particular he's very you know yeah i that's probably that's probably why i didn't pick up on it because right. if it was anybody else it probably would have been really obvious really but, obvious but i i thought it was cool because we're seeing the way that matthew is processing having a crush on somebody in matthew's way right that's what i thought was cool and simon thinks it's cool too and he's like all right all right but anyway, after, shortly after that, we see this um, this drunken centurion come up, right? And he's just like, just another night at the Nomad. Blah, 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 blah. And he, uh, he's like, Dionysus dragged me up the stairs, whatever. And he's like, get out of here, rat. Like, whatever. Um, I, okay, so that was just a little hint that there's some kind of, you know, underground bar somewhere. Okay, that's where they where Mary was before, underground bars and here and there. That's a real valid point. So Matthew, it, Matthew like, picks like, up on it. Did he say stairs? You say stairs? Okay. What did he say about stairs? Okay. He picked up on it. Um, then we get over to Mother Mary. I call her Mother Mary because it makes sense. There's Mary. There's Mother Mary. And Rama. They're talking about which flowers are editable. Ed edible. <laughs> Is lavender edible? <laughs> no. 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 Um but I thought it was really cool to see the two of them talking because she was getting, Raymond was getting very frustrated. Like, where is Mary? Why aren't we out there finding her right now? You know, what's, what's this, you know, what's going on? She could be dead somewhere. She's getting clearly frustrated. I and, think we, and that's, you know, that's one of the things I looked at too, is how often do we, 
look at a situation in our life and we go, why isn't this happening? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Jesus the whole time, mm -hmm. even today, is like, because he knew. Right. He knew everything that was going to go on. Mm -hmm. And today, with us, he knows everything that's going to go on. And it's like, and even Mary was in a way going down the road of, we need to still trust him. Right. <clears throat> yeah. And we need to trust him as well, too, in our lives. Because even though we don't see what's going on the other side, are we trusting that God has it no matter what? Right. And that's what Mary was saying to Rama was like, we need to trust no matter. And then she changes the subject. Ooh, lavender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, I mean, she Rama's her, her argument is basically, why would Jesus send two men who don't get along to go out to find her? You know, like clearly Matthew and Simon are not a good match. Right. You know, but it's like, but that's the whole point. And she comes back and she goes, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in Adonai, our God. You know, it's like, okay. That's that makes sense. But it was just cool to hear, you know, Mary or Mother Mary saying, you know, that he's that Jesus is much a mystery to her as it, as he is to everybody else. Like she doesn't know anymore. She's just kind of going with the flow. Right. Um, but, you know, there's a reason and we still have to trust because he is son of man. Which we get in this episode too, yes, son of man. We do. So um, I require mercy. <laughs> okay. So Mary Magdalene here is gambling and drinking, and she's just like ripping on people and making fun of them because she was so much better at playing knuckle bones, knuckle bones than they are. I've never even heard of that game. I think it's those are actually knuckle bones, like the knuckles that they're playing with. Well, they were like. Dice of some sort. Yes, knuckles. The human knuckles. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> Knuckle bones. I just assume that's what it was, and it depends on which way the knuckle lands. The irony here with this whole thing, too, is even the guys are saying it. Like, like the one guy she's really challenging, Right. he's like, you're a woman, and you shouldn't be doing this. Oh, like, yeah. Well, I mean, she's ref she's referred to as woman. Like, they say woman over and over again. It's like, get out of here, woman. You know, like right. this woman. Like, what are you doing here? You don't belong. You you know, kind of like the way that the, the Romans are treating the Jews. Right. You know, just like, why are you here? What are you doing? Get out of here. And as, at one point, she's, you know, she's clearly winning here. She's kicking everyone's butt. And she's saying something, and she just stops mid-sentence and realizes where she is and what's going on around her. And then asks for a drink. And then she's just like, yeah, okay. And they go off, and she's like, you want to win your money back? It'll be behind the bar. Another. <laughs> And it took me a second to be like, what do you mean? Oh, I get it. She's just going to spend all the money on, on drinking. Okay, I get it. Um, the guy comes up with the whole, the woman should know her place. And she's like, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to show me. And she's just, she's asking for it, but she's doing it in the way like, I know how this goes. And But then as she says it, she's like, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. What am I doing? Right. What am I doing here? And how many times have we been in that position where we're sitting there doing it and we're watching our, our body do a certain thing, for example, or hearing the words come out of our mouth and we're like, what am I saying? Why is this happening? But the thing is, you're already too deep at that point, so you just keep going with it. You're like, your flesh takes over and you, and you start to wonder, like, what the heck? Right. Like, why am I? I feel like I'm watching myself outside of myself saying, stop, what are you doing? You know, and that's kind of what's happening here. And we're seeing that happen just by her face. Right. You know, so I mean, her, her eyes give that look of like she's exhausted. She's crying and she's drunk all at the same time. Right. Been there. Yep. Been there. And she gets that flashback, you know, basically from the first episode again. What do we do when we're scared? You know, 
we learned we learned how to pick ourselves back up, Master Wayne. Right? Like that's basically <laughs> why do we fall, Bruce? It's it's <laughs> they totally ripped this up off from Batman Begins. Thank but, you, Michael Caine. Uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> so that we could learn to pick ourselves up. He's basically whatever. Oh, it's Michael oh, Caine. Quick little, quick little rant. Okay. Do you remember? And this has nothing to do with anything we've just been talking about, but I just it just came to mind because of Michael Caine. Bonkers the Bobcat. Yeah, I do remember Bonkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles Two: Secret of the Use. Of course. Yep. The guy who plays the professor. Yes. Of TGRI. Yes. So today I was running on my treadmill. I forgot his name, but I, he's done voice acting for like everything. Well, I haven't looked it up, but I'm 99% sure it's him. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this episode of Doctor Who. Okay. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, this has to be the guy. He looks just like him. He acts just like him. Um, let me see here. Are you on Turtles 2? Yeah, I will be if you want me to. David Warner. Yeah. The professor? Mm-hmm. Can you click on him real quick? I'm sorry that we're... Uh, we're going off of this channel. Yeah. So David Warner has done a ton of voice acting. Um, I, I, he's done more voice acting than he's done anything else, but he's been in like Tron. He's been in Star... He was in a Star Trek movies and Titanic. He's in a bunch of stuff. Um, Can you just go on the see all part and see if he played in... It was, it, he would be one episode of Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It looked, but do you remember when though? Was it old? No, one of the newer ones. Yeah, he was Professor Grisenko, uh, 2013, The Cold War. The Cold War. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It was him. Yeah. Of I'm watching it, was. it, and I'm like, I'm sitting there going, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> yeah, David Warner. He looks so familiar. Pepperoni Hamburg. <laughs> and I'm looking, and I'm watching, and I'm thinking, I'm like, um, his facial expressions. Obviously, he's like a lot older now. Twenty something years older. Uh, thirty. From At Turtles? Least, yeah. No, because that's what's done in the in the mid-teens. From, from oh, 90... Oh, yeah, 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 2013. Wow, that was a long time ago. Oh, no. Yeah, so he was uh, about 20 years older. And I'm like, this guy looks so familiar. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, David Warner. He's the professor from Turtles 2. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. It was just... It, when you said Michael Caine, I was like... Michael Caine. That guy's head popped in the... That guy's face popped in my head. <laughs> which that story happened today. So I, did, I had to say it, but... Well, thank you for saying it. You haven't had those moments where you have that, like, random person where you saw him in a mo- or her in a movie from, like, 15 years ago, and you're like, I haven't seen that person forever? Well, yeah. And so, you're like... So it's, it's every, like, f- 10 minutes of my life. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Constantly. I'm just like, wait, 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 I know. Where have I seen that person? <laughs> yeah. And, and then you like, one episode of one TV show from like 30 years ago. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's where I saw him. Really? Yeah, that's that's it? <laughs> like, no, it's it had to be something else. It's a show I haven't even watched, so why do I know him? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's generally what happens. The first app I ever got when I got a smartphone was IMDb. IMDb. I, I like, I, I'm like, I bet, I bet, I wonder if they have an app. Like, I mean, I got a smartphone late, so they had it. Yeah. Which is great. Um, but I was like, yeah, I need to have that. Now it just comes on the phones. It seems. Oh, no. Never mind. No, you just buy a new phone. You upload your profile. I, I guess so. <laughs> I was like, it's already here. What? Oh, yeah. You're just downloading your, from the cloud. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Anyway, um, 
so she she gets that flashback of her dad and she tries to say you know what are we doing we're scared she's like we say the words she can't even get the words out of her mouth just say the words she bails and leaves the money that was a big thing right there she didn't like get out of there and take the money with her she was so distraught and so like just shook and shaken it was up a lot of money it was a lot of money she just left it there and, and bounced which is strange because if she left the money, wouldn't the guy just go take the money? That because he, he was whatever. Because he the, seemed pretty butthurt about it afterwards. Bartender, so. the bartender took it. Though, I thought the bartender. Oh, took did he? It. I think okay. he took I it. I didn't see that happen, but okay. Someone took it. Well, of course somebody took it. It didn't just sit there and stay there for the end of time because we can go back and find it now. If that was the case, and we could take it. It'd be worth a lot of money. Them shekels. Anyway, Thomas is counting the available rations at this point and you know he's doing his little thing measuring 14, in his hand and checking 14. it out yep um andrew is completely concerned about philip where is he? he hasn't come back yet he was supposed to go check on john the baptist you know like what's going on and you know thomas is just like dude like chill out I'm more worried about this food that's running out. We don't have any food. And he comes back with like, so I don't understand. Jesus can make people walk and heal lepers. Why can't he just make food appear? <laughs> and they look over and they see Simon Z over there, the zealot or ex-zealot, whatever. And he's doing his little morning ritual workout Tai Chi thing that he's got going on. And crazy stuff too. Yeah. And he's like doing backflips and he's like, okay, good for him. But the whole point is, like, you do this on top of prayer and everything as your normal routine. It's just how he was brought up for the past 20 years he's been doing this. And it's like, okay. Um, then we go over to the Sons of Thunder, you know, and they're having their conversation. They're chopping wood, talking about the 613 rules that they all got from Torah. And then they start talking about Simon as well because he's right. over there still doing his Tai Chi. And it's just like, and it makes sense because they're like, he had decades of training for one thing. And it just can't just go away overnight. Right. You know, and that makes sense. You know, we're taught, you know, we're we're conditioned the way we're conditioned our whole lives. And then when we get to a point, I mean, if that's, you know, depending on how how people's walk is, you know, with the Lord, if they are, um, it's hard to unlearn what you've learned. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. Or can you? That's the whole wineskin stuff too, right? Right, yeah. new wine and old wineskin will actually destroy the old wineskin, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What about an old wine and a new wineskin? Eh. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't, I don't think it would be an issue. I think the point is just, you know, make sure you're, you know, taking care of your dishes. Yeah. You know? Anyway, um, yeah, they're going over the the whole workout ritual and everything else and what was the whole thing they were asking about like simon and matthew why would they team them up and, and i love john's response there he's just like yeah it's like asking a fox and a fish to team up he's like huh he's like it's a saying no no it's not <laughs> okay a fox and a fish it's like it'd be like lamb and tuna fish <laughs> What lamb and tuna fish? What you for, you prefer spaghetti and meatball? Yeah, considering we live in America, <laughs> I mean, if you don't like spaghetti and meatballs, you might as well get out of here. How about they give you crew cut, Mister? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. That's one of the funniest parts of that whole movie. <laughs> you remember that, right? Yeah. Big Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> lamb and tuna fish. <laughs> lamb and tuna fish. Anyway, um, I get every single one of 
I get so many of those movies mixed up because oh, they're, yeah, all, because the it's all the same character. They're all the same. <laughs> all well, the same characters. Rob Schneider's funnier when he's foreign. If he's not doing an accent and playing some other character, he's not that funny. Like, the animal was just ridiculous. <laughs> well, he was funny in Grown Ups. Yeah. Maze. <laughs> that was everybody else. <laughs> Maze. He was funny in Deuce Bigelow. Kind of. Jeez. Um, the other guy though was I think is funnier. The guy, um, what's his name? In was it Mr. Deeds? The guy who had the crazy eyes. Oh yeah, Steve the Buscemi. Guys in Big Daddy. The guy who has got it. Whole... Yeah, it's Steve Buscemi. Yeah, yeah he's no. funny. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. I mean, my first introduction to him was the uh, the um, the crazy guy that Billy Madison picked on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, no worries, nothing to worry about. <laughs> Listen to Telephone Line by ELO. I love that song. Anyway, um, so yeah, <laughs> real tangent there. Um, hey, if you see the penguin, so do I. <laughs> Come back, penguin. I, I have to uh, watch that movie I again. Pen- we should do that movie. Oh, no. Billy Madison? <laughs> <laughs> do you have any more gum? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Either um, Billy Madison or Happy Gilmore, one of the two. I'd rather do Billy Madison, I think. Mm. Anyway, just just to just to be able to quote that line, <laughs> everyone in this room is now dumber, <laughs> having heard it. <laughs> Nowhere in your mindless rambling did you come close to anything to be considered a rational thought. <laughs> I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Oh dear. Anyway, John. From the Bible, <laughs> and the chosen, <laughs> not Billy Madison. Um, he just says it's going to take a long time to understand Jesus, you know. And he's like, "Oh, you mean like for us?" He goes, "No, for everyone. Like this, like everything that Jesus is is teaching us, it goes against everything that we we all know." Right. You know, it's going to take a long time. You know, more than you know. And he was the, using Simon Z as the comparison to right. learning about. Because we're all so used to learning this, we've the six hundred thirteen rules. Mm-hmm. They're all being broken, right? What do we do? Right? How do we how do we live life like that? And, right. And I mean, as a as a man, for example, we're taught men are supposed to be tough, guarded, you know, and you know, not show emotion and not not be like real, not be meek, not be humble. You know, we're we're taught that by the world around us, mm. right? Hmm. so but that's not what the lord is calling us to like meekness and and humility are not it's a weakness meekness isn't weakness oh that's a good one i like that meekness is not weakness but i mean that but that's the whole thing is like that those are admirable qualities yes okay not admiral, <laughs> admiral <laughs> qualities. Welcome aboard. Um, so. You know what's funny is I heard what you actually said, yeah. and my mind still, still went there. Still went admiral, right? <laughs> Admirable. I was well, like, was, if you were going to say it, I was going to say it. That's kind of scary. Thinking, what was it? Um, was it Brent Spiner um, when he was in Dude, Where's My Car? And he kept trying, trying to say honorable. 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 <laughs> You know, Brent Spiner, obviously, because you're a Star Trek fan. But he was in it. He's like, Actually, I'm an Independence Day fan. 
Oh, right. Yep. <laughs> it's really cool. Um, so Matthew and Simon go over to the bar, and they get the informi- information on Lilith? Lilith. Um, great. We're back to Lilith again. Um, well, no, because even Matthew's like, no. Yeah. Her name's Mary. Yeah. Well, Matthew comes in and he goes, excuse me. <laughs> I love that. They're both standing there watching this scene in the bar. Yeah. And the Roman soldiers are yelling at the Jewish people because they're making a... Hey, keep it down, yeah. rats, you know. And you can see Simon kind of... It's funny because you see them both sitting there. And usually you would think it would be Simon that would speak out. With Matthew being the one that's kind of analyzing the whole situation. Right. But in this case, Simon's kind of... Weary. Or weary. Wary. Wary and yeah. like scoping everything out. And then Matthew's like... I've had, he's like, excuse me. Yeah, another reason. Everybody shuts up. Two things there. One, he's on a mission because he really cares for Mary. And two, he's just not, he's never been in a place like that. So he does not, he has no idea what, what he just did, like what he's walking into. It's like, it's like walking into a biker bar and being like, hey, Harley Davidson was a mama's boy or something stupid, you know, like (laughs) going in there and just like, you know, people who ride motorcycles are all jerks. Like, (laughs) like whatever. You've seen tons of movies where somebody goes into the wrong bar. It's like calling a hell's angel pansy. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way to do it. (laughs) Nope. Wrong words. So anyway, um, goes in there and it's like, have you seen a, a woman with long, dark hair? She may be distraught. <laughs> it's and it's just great because you never heard Matthew be so loud, because he's just trying to make sure he's he's heard. But it's like, but he's still he's still Matthew, <laughs> right? So we're like, oh, this is great. But there, anyway, they get a little information from that guy. He's like, yeah, she took me for a bunch of money and knuckle bones. And I'm like, okay, well, but he was still like, you know, do you know where to find her? <sighs> okay, and then we move on. They go outside. They're talking about splitting up. <clears throat> And we shouldn't split up. You know, Jesus wants me to protect you and make sure you're okay. We can't split up. He's like, but we'll cover more ground and if we do it this way. And then finally, Matthew just says, what if you were cut off by Jesus from something in your, in your past? Wouldn't you want to get back to him as quick as possible? That's a valid point. Simon gets it. He goes, all right. All right, fine. That's north, that's south, that's east, that's west. And that's Mary. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all right, let's go. And they had this whole thing. And then like, oh, well, well, there she is. (laughs) It's way too easy. (laughs) It was way too easy. But I think that it was, I I, think something was missing to make that more comedic or make it more like impactful that she happened to be right there. This is what I was saying in the beginning, though, is I wish they, I wish they drew this out a little bit longer. Right. They could have. They could have. They could have gone and like started going somewhere, and then came back. I was like, we can't find her. Oh, then he, there she is. They could have made the episode five minutes longer to just add a few more scenes mm-hmm. to make this a little bit more interesting. Yeah, that that is definitely something I agree with. I mean, either it takes longer, and there she is. Oh my God, there she is, and they run over to her, or you know, they're but here they're planning their plan. Right. And then oh, never mind. Right. See, if it was a comedic episode, like there are parts with Jesus that are comedic. Right. But with these guys, aside from Matthew kind of doing what he does and stepping out of things and the whole thing wasn't comedic. 
It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. But I'm saying if they were going to do it that way, the situation itself is comedic by nature, but they didn't play it out. So right. either so either drag it out longer or play out the fact that they just totally set up nothing. Right. You know, and then walked away from it. So that's how I would have handled the whole thing. I think I think at this whole episode that was the one the one thing that I would have done a little bit different. Um, I mean, overall, loved the episode. Just like that, like that one episode when they're going to, into the Jerusalem and they had the guy being nailed to the cross. Yeah, yeah. Was a, a, oh, oh, like, like. I just, it, I just figured the guy was already beaten so hard he barely had any breath in his lungs. So he was going, uh because he's like done. That's my thought. I don't know. I don't know. But just like this though, it's almost like, what do we do here? And it was just like, it's a lack of effort of like, at least for me, it's like, yeah, so we have to go find her. There she is. Yeah, I, I think I think it was meant for comedy. I, I think it was it was meant to be kind of funny right. in the way, because it's like, you know, all this planning and then, oh, nothing. But they didn't, they just didn't play it up enough. They didn't play it right. Yeah. So if they, if but they, then again, it's more like real life, because in real life, you sit there and you freak out. You're like, oh, never mind. We're, we're good. Like, look at that. Because that could happen. Anyway. Hey, it could happen. Hey. So they find Mary. And they're basically talking to her. And she's like, I can't go back. He already fixed me once. I'm broken again. And she's just like, I can't face him. I, and <laughs> at that point, I started bawling my eyes out. I'm not bawling my I was definitely tearing up, we'll say. Because I'm just like, man, how many times have I thought that I, I can't go back to God? Right. You know, how many times have I thought I can't go back because I've... I've gone so far. I've, I've, you know, I've tried so hard. I've gone so far. In the end, it doesn't even matter, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um. <laughs> so, uh, she. <laughs> that song is in my head the rest of the night. It's your fault. <laughs> I just figured I wouldn't say anything so that would stew for a little bit. <laughs> anyway, um, Matthew comes back and just says straight up, I'm a bad person. Like, not I was a bad person. I'm a bad person, he right. says. He's never admitted that before. He's always said I did what I had to do. You know, I was I was gifted. I had these things, and this is how I handled it, and I didn't really have a choice because of blah, 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 X, Y, Z. And... Sorry, I'm using a mouse that doesn't, it's not even connected. So, um, he's, he's going off and explaining and he's admitting, you know, what he's, what he's done his whole life. And he's right. like, I, I, I'm a bad person, Mary, my whole life, all for me. No faith. Or, or yeah. And she's like, I do have faith in him, just not me. That's what she says. Okay. That's the thing, though, is for the first time, though, Matthew doesn't have Simon and eight other guys ramming what he did down his throat. Right. So he's already had time to process and think about it, and he's admitting it now. Right. Which is... is I understand that, too. Because yep. if somebody is sitting there ripping on you, your first thing you're going to do is defend. Right. You know? But you definitely come to, you know, reality when you're... When you're being real, when you're able to be real, when you're not in defensive mode. Right. So, pretty realistic. 
Matthew and Simon basically take this time explaining how she impacted so many people because she was used. You know, she was used for Jesus's ministry. And, you know, yeah, just, there was a list of if it wasn't for you, I would be learning what I'm learning. If yeah. it wasn't for you, this would be happening. If it wasn't for you. And, and they really just put in front of her all the good things that she that are happening because of her. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you go back, she was the first out of this whole series. She yeah. was the first. Right. Yep. She was the first. And it all sounds great, and she starts to look up, and then... <laughs> oh, okay. To which, immediately, Matthew jumps to her aid and helps her, tries to get her hair out of her face, takes his own handkerchief off and tries to clean her up, and Simon's just like, that's your... Where's, where's your handkerchief? Oh, okay. He's like, go get some water. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. Simon is not himself in this episode. No. But but neither is Matthew. But neither is Matthew, and I think that's the whole point. He's seeing Matthew in a different light, and that's why Jesus sent them out. So they would interact. They would have to interact, and he would see. They would both see the value of each and, other. Of each other, right? And that's awesome. Ah, uh, then we get Smeagol and Janusz. I'm so proud of you. You <laughs> called him Smeagol. Yeah. So, well, okay, Shmuel and Yanni. Um, they're trying to convince this other high priest, basically. Um, Still, Dinash. He's on the uh, he's on the Shimon side. Shimon <laughs> side, and <laughs> basically, um, they're trying to explain the seriousness of this whole Jesus situation and how it needs to be taken, you know, seriously. Yeah, but were there two witnesses though? Oh, no. Yeah. Well, then doesn't count. But the, they keep going off on how, how the law of Adonai is perfect. Like, the law is perfect. It shouldn't be swayed from. He's like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. And even this, you know, Pharisee is saying, yeah, but you have to have some sense of morality, you know, right. outside of it. So, you know, what do you call it if this happens? Uh, a widow? A widow? No, not a widow. You have to understand the situation. Like, situations are different. You know, yeah, there's... He was, yeah, because they were saying, okay, so if a woman... If a, if, a, if a woman's husband dies and she's the only witness, did it happen? And they're like, no. So if she remarries, then she's committing adultery. Right. No. Right. No. Yeah. So it's a, it's a valid point that they're getting at, but it's like, but that's the point. It's like, you can't be so rigid with it. So they're denied. You know, they bow and... and um you know, whatever, they, they head off. But the whole point is now they're going to go over to the rigid side, the Shemai side. Shemai! <laughs> whatever. <laughs> then they're going to go to the ShamWow side after that. Ooh, ShamWow. ShamWow. Hey, it's Vince from ShamWow. Um, so Mary's back, right? And kind they, of. Well, she's back. I mean, she's still Mary. It's just that she was going under, under another name. But she's back in the camp. Um, John the Baptist was taken into custody. They find out high security. And this whole conversation sounded very modern. <laughs> He's under heavy guard, high security. And I'm like, I'm imagining like, <laughs> like the, the prison from Con Air <laughs> with the magnetic boots and stuff. <laughs> high security. <laughs> um, or like escape plan. Did you see escape plan? That was interesting. You know what's funny? Is when you said this, that was going through my mind because I just watched it the other night. Oh, did you really? I haven't I seen it in a long time. I finished it last night. 
There's a second one with Batista. There's three of them. That's there is a third one. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because you were you were mentioning, <laughs> I can't. It's like that time we were playing charades or whatever it was. <laughs> it's like you think it, I think it, you say it, you think it, I say it. It's. Oh, but I was literally just thinking we're Escape so Plan. Yeah. And I was like, I was going to mention to you, did you see Escape Plan with Jim Caviezel? Because he's the warden. Oh right, right. And then you have. Schwarzenegger and um, Stallone. Stallone, which is hilarious because they had a. We've talked about this, but they had like a big, like, they were they were like butting heads throughout the eighties and early nineties because they were like the two big action the stars. Two big action stars, yeah. And that's why the joke that the my favorite part about Last Action Hero was when they made when they made Stallone the Terminator, and Arnold's walking through the movie Maybe store. The Expendables, huh? The Expendables, no. Oh. And last action well, that's hero. That's right. When they made Stallone, Stallone's a Terminator, and he's like, "Oh, what? He's a great, he's a great actor. He's very good in these action movies." Like, I'm like, "Oh my god!" Well, have you seen? Have you seen? Um, when they did Expendables. Oh man, yeah. Bruce Willis is. They call him Church because they're meeting in this church. Right, right. And Stallone's the main character, and he's waiting for this other guy. Which I know, is, and they do their lines, and they're back and forth. He's like, "What are you running for president?" And he, he's like. Where have you been? The jungle. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. And they're just ragging on each other the whole time. And was it Bruce Willis who said, I'll be back or something so like that? So in the third one, they, um, they're taught, they're, they're, they're on the same side and they're fighting against the enemy, which is Jean-Claude Van Damme, which is hilarious. <laughs> and Bruce Willis goes, I'll be back. <laughs> But it was right after um, Schwarzenegger says, yippee yay mother. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah, goes, yeah, yeah. wait, that's my line. Yeah. <laughs> I love uh, how they just, they take the one-liners and they just make everybody else say them. Those movies were nothing but fan service. Oh, 100, yeah. I mean, the, 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 I watched, I think I watched the first two. I loved them. They're just straight up action they movies. They actually got Chuck Norris. Like, that's ridiculous. I can understand the other guys, but then Chuck Norris shows up and I'm like, I mean, he's he's a Christian. He's like, he's like, a, as much of a meme as that man is. He's a very respectable guy. Yeah. But he, but here he is in the Expendables. Well, he was an action star for the longest time. Right. Right. I mean, he was he was Lone Wolf. <laughs> for the longest time. So anyway, John the Baptist was taken away. Right. They're talking about this whole thing. And they start covering Mary's head as she's coming back. Now, I don't really know anything about their traditions and stuff like that, but the whole point is that women should be covering their hair. Right. I got that. Or most of it. Yeah. You know, as much as they can. And that's why Matthew was talking earlier. He's like, oh, almost too much to cover. Her hair is so long. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, they walk in. So I still can see what you're saying about Matthew with Mary. I'm not 100% sold yet. Watch it again. Because I, to me, it's still just Matthew being Matthew. Watch it again. I'll have to. Yeah, watch it again. It makes total sense, especially with Thomas asking, do you have a thing for Rama? It's like, come on. They're laying it on so thick that he's got a thing for Mary. No, I, I can see what you're saying. <clears throat> yeah. Like, it makes sense. But at the same time, I'm looking at it going, okay, mm. it could be that. But at the same time, it could just be Matthew being Matthew. Look at Simon's response. I'll rewatch it. Yep. So in our next podcast with us, I'll I'll give my thoughts on we'll it. We'll talk about it. So Jesus is obviously crying over John the Baptist in his tent, and uh, he's just like, "It's not you, 
you know, it's, me. it's not, it's not, he's like, it's not you. There's just a whole lot of, a lot going on right now. And it's good to have you back. So she keeps going back with the whole, like, I don't deserve to be here type thing. You know, I shouldn't, you know, there's no way that I, you know, I, I just can't live up to it. And he's like, I don't require much. And she's like, well, you already redeemed me. He's like, yeah, well, not much of redemption if it can be lost in a day, is it? <laughs> that was a great line. Oh, yeah. And um, she's like, the biggest thing is she goes, I don't think I could live up to it and repay you. Oh, that was so when I first <laughs> when I first got saved, I'll never forget. I went up for prayer one day and I was saying, I'm just like, I don't know. I can't do all these things. I said something like that. And I remember Sarah was just like, wait, do you think that like you have to do things to, to be worthy? And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> She's like, okay, this, that's like really wrong thinking. And I'm like, well, I've been walking this walk for six months. So yes, the, right. tell me, <laughs> you know, Help me out here. <laughs> but that's the whole thing is like, it's so obvious. Like we think that we have to do things. We have to be, we have to be, have everything in check, you know? And it's like, we can't live up to a certain expectation that God has for us. God knows where we're at. God calls us where we are and loves us where we are. But God just, you know, I mean, Jesus is just basically saying, it's like, you know, you don't have to live up to anything. He just like, I just want your heart. You know, the father just wants your heart, you know. And he's like, just give us that and the rest will come in time. And then the best thing, he's like, again, did you really think you'd never struggle, you know, or sin again? Like, wow. Did, did we really think that that's how things were going to go? Like, you know, oh, we accept the Lord. Therefore, everything's peachy keen and perfect. No. Peachy keen. Yeah. It's not. It's we, not going to be easy. But we do think that, though. Of course we do. All too often. Of course we do. Like I, I mentioned before, the, t- the, the weekend after my first encounter, I came home and I'm like, man, I'm on fire. Things are great. And I, and I came back to the real world, and I'm like, oh, everything is exactly the same. Like, nothing has changed. I see things differently. I have, a, I have a better hope for things, but I'm like, how do I handle this situation? Because I'm on fire for God, and nobody else around me is. Right. And that was, that was my reality. You know, I didn't have connections with, you know, deep connections with people in the church. You know, I had my wife. I had my f- blood family. And none of them were following the Lord. So I was like, what am I doing? You know, like, what's what do I do now? Right. So I st- stuck my, my head in the Bible and just kept on reading. And, yeah. But at this point, Jesus is just like, look up. And she wouldn't look up. He's like, no, look up. Come over here. Look at me. I forgive you. And she just, you know. Loses it. She just loses it. He goes, it's over. Right. You know, she loses it. Big old jump up in his arms, hug, you know, and there we go. I will say this because I'm, I'm even looking at your notes right now. Is we've already gone through so much of this episode, mm-hmm. and there is still so much more to go. Oh, I know. Like, this was jam packed. Oh yeah, like jam packed of stuff in this episode. Big time. They could have actually. So what they could have done, in my opinion, is they could have actually made this, instead of doing eight episodes, this they could have done nine, and they could have made this entire episode a little bit longer and just make it about Mary. They could have, but we've already had an episode all about Mary, so they wouldn't do that again. It would have been redundant. 
So I, I'm okay with what they did here because they generally show the way things have been going um, with the episodes. I don't want this to turn into The Walking Dead. I don't want this to turn into something that just drags it out and milks it. Um, so I, I like what they did here because if you watch the episodes, as things progress, more and more impactful things happen in each episode. Right. And that's how it's been happening since. Because in the beginning, the first one with Mary, there was nothing huge until the very last second where he shows up and he goes, Mary, you know, I've called you by name. And then and that's like, oh, you know, everything's great. So as the show's gone on, more and more stuff like that has happened in each right. episode. So it makes sense that they would have two big things that happened here, um, you know, and then the, all the side stuff. But, I mean, we kind of get to it at the end here, like what the whole ending point was and what we're getting at and where it started, you know, with David getting the bread and whatnot. But either way, Simon, Simon Z, he's all about, you know, want to go break out John the Baptist. And I love this little conversation back back and forth. And Philip's like, hmm, the zealots against Herod's army? Huh, that's a fight that I'd like to see. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're actually, you know, you're thinking, you know, that's what your old order would do. But right. you're part of this one now. This is a whole new order. And Thomas comes up with this whole thing where he just, he has to admit, you know, he's like, this has never happened before, Jesus, but we're all out of food. We don't have any food. All we have is lentils tonight, and then we're done. Okay. He's like, Jesus goes, that seems like something we should ask my father about. And Thomas is just like, <laughs> doubting Thomas, of course. He's like, what, like pray? <laughs> like, the way he responds, he's like, what, pray? Really? Like, <laughs> what's that going to do almost? But I'm like, did you not see water turn to wine? <laughs> like, did you not see everything else he's done so far? Right. Okay. Like, he's like, how did you make wine appear from yeah like you would think of everything that thomas has seen so far that the doubting would dissipate to a degree you would think that all the stuff that we've seen so far that our doubting would dissipate as well and i think that's again that's the whole point no matter how much we see we can yeah. easily forget right we can easily forget and just get used to what's around us and get stuck in our circumstances and stuck in our own thinking and trying to do things in our own way but in reality like god still has it under control right we just but don't believe it we don't believe it we right. don't give him the the time you know to actually do it we try to get in the way anyway here's the fun part so now they're like oh well, let's head over to a nearby synagogue, you know. As a, he's like, I'm in the mood for a small local town. I'm done with the city for right now with everything going on. Jesus is... Planning something. Not so much planning something, but he's he's very, he's very upset about John the Baptist. And he's just like not holding back here. Right. Which is great. And, I, and it's... it's a little bit of John has rubbed off on him when they had their conversation and it's showing here and I love it because they're getting to that point where it just, it just makes sense. So he's heading over there and he's, he's a bit, in sh he's a bit shaken up by the Pharisees. Um, okay. But he wants to make a point and you know, they clearly don't care about the people. So he just walks in there and interrupts the sermon <laughs> by just like walking like standing in the middle of it while they're while they're reading and preaching and he just stands there and just totally ignores what they're doing and just walks up to this man with a withered hand which 
That was a straight up withered hand. Okay, I get it. I th I've... Withered hand. All right, now I've seen it. Um, the guy's name is Elam. He's like, what's your name? This is one of the first real big special effects for the show, too. No. <clears throat> the leper. You didn't see it like this. You, you didn't see it t this close. I love how they did it with the leper because the CG was so, was done so well and so far away right. that it, it looked really good. But here, um, it was so up close. You're like, uh, it, it was very movie CG yeah. to me. So that was kind of a, eh, for me. For me, it wasn't the greatest thing. It's nice to see that they had a good budget thanks to all of us who've contributed. Right. Um, and that's cool, but we've talked about this when we talked about Jurassic Park and everything else. It's like, in moderation, great. If you do it right, awesome. When you do a close-up like that of something, you can see when something is real and not real. Right. But, yeah, I'll allow it. Just don't do it that much, please. You know, keep well, it don't. simple. They don't dabble to, into it. They don't dabble into it a lot. No, but it was Which it was very people... much Harry Potter looking to me. You know, it was, that's... but at the same time, it was they don't do it often, and it's a very simple show. Right. Overall. Mm -hmm. um, well, <laughs> in the beginning, the first special effect was seeing boiling water to impl implement fish coming up into a net. Right. I mean, right. oh. Oh, you know what they did? That's not how they did it. It wasn't boiling water. I mean, bubbling water. No, you know what they did? What? They had a bunch of, like, fake fish on a wheel, and they were just spinning it underwater, so they're going... <laughs> flipping up and around. They I was were. just talking about that with somebody recently, and it was really funny. They were watching, like, it behind the scenes, and that's what they did. They just had a bunch of fish on a wheel, and they were just... <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> like, a, like a bingo wheel, you know, yeah. with the handle. Like, somebody's under there just turning it. <laughs> Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I love the way that movies are made. It's so cool. Um, anyway, they, they got the, the Pharisees here, these, these priests, and they're just like, what are you, a healer? You know, you know it's, it's not lawful to heal on the Sabbath. And, he, and Jesus comes right back, just like, no holds barred. Like, would you not help a sheep who fell, you know, into a ditch on the Sabbath? Would you not grab it and help it? You know, uh, is, is, it, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm? You know, to, to help or harm, to do good or evil. And just like straight up, he's just like, G give me your hand. Well, they're like, well, <laughs> this guy, is, it's not affecting his health. Right. So it won't matter if he's one more day with it. Oh, right, right, right. If they were going off, he's like, this is not a, a serious issue. It's like, well, what have you done? And this guy's clearly had this for years. Right. You know, like, what have you done to help? So he goes ahead, grabs the hand, and immediately it just starts healing right, right. then and there. We see it like turn from like snake skin to human skin. And he's like, go ahead, stretch it out. Feels good, huh? It felt, <laughs> it, it reminded me of um, when he tried to stretch his hand out. Yeah, and it was like crack, 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 crack. And yeah, like, well, it reminded me almost of the hands on the aliens in Independence Day. Mm -hmm. The way that they were. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They would open up like that. They would open up like that. Well, it's kind of how, yeah, there was that and how E.T.'s hand opened up when he was trying to drop the, the Reese's pieces. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you could see that it was, that whole scene was CG'd. Oh, yeah. Because his hand, like, you could see it was like the. Yeah. It was just weird. It was very choppy, cutty. And like I said, like Harry Potter-ish to me. I'm just like that kind of like, boo, things happen and they change. Like goofy CG. It wasn't over the top, but it was just the way that the hand cracked and like moved and everything. I'm like, that's very 
almost horror movie-esque. But we get it. It makes sense. Okay. Um, I did see a, a recut somebody did and made The Chosen into a, a horror trailer. Didn't really... Uh, they put it up, actually, on The Chosen's Facebook. They're like, check this out. So-and-so did this. But the thing is, it would be in really poor taste if they went any further than they already did. Right. Um, with it. So they, they try to make it look like something's up with this Jesus guy. You have to and think, like, though, Ugh. all the things that he did, all the things that they, that they saw, demonic, mm-hmm. possessed people... To a degree, a lot of this stuff had to be scary. It right. had to be. But they were making it look like Jesus was the scary one here. You know, with the with the little children. It's okay. There's lots of bad men out there. I'm not one of them. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it was stupid. But I would see a I'll horror see movie. You in your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh, that just reminded me. My cousin had a, a poster, a Freddy poster, in his bedroom that said "Sweet Dreams." <laughs> that would be it. freaky to have. I know. Oh. I used to have one in my room too. It was it was it was the movie poster. Imagine though. falling asleep to that with the soundtrack of in the what, background. What, what, Hall- you got you mixed in Halloween, no, some Friday the Thirteenth. Friday the Thirteenth. I know. Halloween. Yeah, you can mix in Halloween too. I'm saying I've I've seen those mashups videos that they make where they mix all the guys together and all that stuff. So who owns the hockey mask though? Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees? No, Michael Myers wears a, wears a regular mask. No, he wears mind. a Shatner mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a Shatner mask where they ripped off the eyebrows and messed up his hair. Anyway, <laughs> the whole point here is like, at this point, <laughs> they turn around and like, they're mad at him. Like, how dare you do this? Like, who are you? No, get out. He's like, gladly. <laughs> With an attitude, too. Like, he's like, yeah, gladly. He's like, like, sure, whatever. Yeah. Peace. Gladly. I don't want to be in this place. And he's just like, he is done. He's done playing games. And it's like, ah. Oh. But, but I love it. It, it, it shows that Jesus, in his perfection, had emotion. Oh, yeah. He got upset. Well, at this point. He had feelings. He got bothered. He didn't sin. No. But you could tell that he was bothered by it. Like, clearly. And it's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, apparently everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, yeah, I imagine mean, it was, it was, if we said that, I say it all the time. Yeah, but I mean, like, it sounds we, pretty sarcastic. It's, it's not it's wicked sarcastic. Jesus, sarcasm is a sin. Remember, <laughs> not a sin. Okay, if, well, it depends if on what it's being a, used for. If sarcasm is a sin, I live in it <laughs> all too often. Uh, anyway. They go out there, and I guess not everybody came in to see this. So Simon is, like, bouncing up and down, like, this is the greatest thing ever. You should see what happened. So Jesus walks in there and starts doing this, and he comes up, and he starts, he just cuts off these priests, and he heals this guy. And as he's talking, he's grabbing, like, these grains, and there's popping them in his mouth. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, he just, like, all this time, he's so pumped up and just totally forgot that it's the Sabbath. And he just, like, grabbed grains and ate it. Technically, that's harvesting on the Sabbath. <laughs> and he's just like, um, so sorry, I forgot what day it is. And she's just like, you may. Yeah, you may. And, and they, they all scramble and start eating the grains because they're starving. They're all right. hungry. And it's like, oh, this is exactly what happened here. The guy comes back down or the, the priests come out there yelling. I'm like, what are you doing now? Your disciples are blaspheming and, and doing this. It's like, what are you what are you what are you doing here? Like, what, what's, what's your lineage? You know, and then he um, he starts going off on what David did, 
You know, it's like David had to eat the bread, you know, and that wasn't a big difference. And he's like, yeah, well, are you a Levite? Are you of priestly descent? Like, who are you? And I'm thinking of like, he's of David's descent. <laughs> he couldn't see. He's like, well, there's that. But see, technically, he's not. Well, he's not. But the only reason why they do it that way is they always, whenever they did the lineage, they used the father's. Mm-hmm. Joseph is from the line of David. Right. Mary was not. All right, 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 right. So, technically, (sighs) technically, he was not. But because Joseph took him as his own, that's where that comes from. Yeah. But they go through the whole thing, but. And then he calls himself son of man. Son of man. To them. Yep. He's like, something greater than the temple is here. <laughs> if you knew what this means, you know, I, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Sabbath was made for, for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is the Lord, even over the Sabbath. Cool. <laughs> yes. Mic drop. <laughs> and as soon as he says that, you're like, I'm like, ah, the Son of Man seems to upset a lot of people. <laughs> when you say that, they're like, they're all like, wait, Son of Man? Did you say Son of Man? Um, and these, and Philip's just like, yes, he did. Yes, he did. This is awesome. Like, here we go. Um, the cool thing here is I didn't, I didn't catch this the first time I watched it. The second time I did, but these two Pharisees like, you know, run into their office, like we have to alert the Sanhedrin. What are we going to do? It's like, well, if we don't alert them, then we, we sin by omission because this is ridiculous. Um, but but the whole point is like, you know, they start they start looking at it and they're almost intrigued like Nicodemus was. Right. You know, they're not they're not handling it like, you know, Smeagol. So um, they're like, well, maybe there's actually hope for the little people, you know, the overlooked, you know, and <laughs> I love it. It's like all we can do at this point is fulfill our duty to report the facts and pray. Pray for what? For justice. Okay. And I was really happy to see that because the first time I watched it, I didn't know what they were talking about per se. And I thought that they were against Jesus. And then when I watched it again, I'm like, oh, okay, clearly not against Jesus. I get this. This is cool. You know, there's some more Pharisees that are catching on. And I mean, we ultimately know it doesn't help, but you know, (laughs) whatever. It's still nice to see good prevail one way or another. You know, well, I mean, good did prevail in the end, but you know, in the scene here and these people, these characters, we never really saw what happened to them after their interaction with Jesus. So it was nice. So overall, you know, another great ending where he's just like, just like the whole stir up the water ending, you know, it's just like he walks off and it's like something cool just happened. Mic drop. We're moving on, you know, where to next? What else? What what other apple cart can I upset now? You know? So I'm just sad. There's only two episodes left. Of this season. Of this season. Then we have to wait another year or so for season three. Yeah, welcome. Now, you, now you're now you in the same boat as everybody else. See, you waited so long to get into the show. You know, what else are we going to do? We're going to have to figure something else out. We can still keep doing our movies and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, um, this episode, you know, it didn't disappoint. It no, didn't disappoint. Um, I'm glad that they went the way where they went with it. Um, I definitely recommend you you rewatch a little bit and just see the obvious like there's an attraction there but with Matthew um, it's pretty clear but yeah there's not really much else I had I have to say about it just I was 
very satisfied with this episode. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah I was very pleased with it. I was shocked when it when it ended. I was like, oh, it was quick. Seemed like it. But then you're like, there is a lot in this episode, right? So it just kept on going. So I mean, so I mean, there was since it didn't really, it didn't really have a lot of lulls in it. It just seemed like it went by quicker than it really did. So right, that. Wait, we, this this could be record time for us. This could be record time for us. I, I, actually, it's probably not. Um, but today, uh, the one the one that Will and I did earlier, um, that was a pretty short one too. You know, for the the, the last episode of Loki. Um, so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it was okay. But did, oh, did you hear our podcast? Not yet. To hear our theory, which is pretty, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like 80% sure that it's accurate. Yeah. I'll have to listen to it. Yeah, to listen to it. Anyway, well, I guess we'll find out tomorrow. Listen to it before you watch the episode then. because that will... I watched the episode. Episode three? The new episode tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. 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 Thanks so guys. Thanks, thanks so guys. So for much listening and <laughs> huh? <laughs> thanks so guys for much listening. All right, thank you guys so much for listening to us ramble um, about Billy Madison, Freddy Krueger, uh, Independence Day, Doctor Who, David Warner. <laughs> what else do we talk about today? Loki. Loki. Yep. Um, escape plan. Escape plan. Uh, Con Air. Oh, sorry, not Con Air. Um, face Off. I meant Face Off. I said Con Air, didn't yeah. I? I meant Face Off. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> I think The Chosen was in there somewhere. It's, I think so. <laughs> you know, I, I, really, I really don't want to label these episodes anymore of, like, this is The Chosen, because it's, it's maybe 75% The Chosen. I think what we should do, just, uh, just one time, is take us take us to a time slot and just us come in and just talk about movies the way we talk about movies just for real where it's not just a specific movie we just joke go about off. and just go off on it yeah and we, let we, that we, be one episode we would still need talking points though we could do that we yeah. could have bullet points that would <laughs> guide us through the conversation kind of but instead of, instead of focusing on one episode or one show or one movie let's just be, let's just do it for fun and just see how <laughs> see where it goes. I don't know. What do, you, what do you guys think about that? Yeah, let us know. Yeah, let us know what you think. You know, what we think would be good. Or, you know, maybe we can just like take suggestions for movies just to bring up, you know, in our little back and forth banter of movies for no reason. Yeah, um, yeah what, we're, what we're going to get, we're gonna, we're, we'll be talking about the chosen, like Blazing Saddles, <laughs> which you could somehow bring into anything we watch, but. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't say anything at this time about, like... Oh, E.T. was in our conversation, too. E.T. E.T. You're right. You're e. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, <laughs> thanks, so, thanks so much, guys, for listening. We're going to call it a night, and uh, see you later. Yeah, have a great one, guys. Peace.